0: Yes, praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us for our time of the study of the Word of God. Here we study the Bible and we aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation. By the grace of God, we have done 26 books of the Bible and if you have not listened to all the podcasts we've done straight from the book of Genesis. You can find them on our app, that's Bible In Depth Network. You can also find them on all podcast platforms like Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it, you will find us there. And I believe as you listen, God shall speak to you. God shall reveal his word to you because this is the reason. There is no limitation to Revelation. God reveals his word to everybody who shows the need. If you want God to speak to you, he will not withhold. He will speak to you. He will come out and speak to you. And even as you listen, even as you read, there is a message that shall come out to you. And I believe you shall be blessed. Now, we are handling the book of Daniel. And uh, we have done six chapters of this book. Today, I want us to continue. With chapter 7 of the book of Daniel, it starts by saying in the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon. Remember, Belshazzar is the last king of Babylon, the last king that Babylon saw as an empire. He was the last that came of all. Yeah, they had a very successful reign. They had a, They were strong. They were a superpower. They were world power. Now, in that final year of Babylon, in the reigns of the world... And Belshazzar as king, Daniel saw a dream and visions in his mind as he lay on his bed. Yeah? Then he wrote the dream down and related the following summary of it. So Daniel is on his bed and he sees something. Mm -hmm. And this happens even to some of us and anybody who might be listening today. You get a dream. You get a vision. And some of these God is speaking directly to you or telling you about something which is to come. That's something that Daniel gets. So Daniel said, I was looking in my vision by night. And behold, the four winds of heaven were stirring up the great sea. And four great beasts were coming up from the sea, different from one another. The things Daniel is seeing are not easy. Uh, they, they, They are not some it's not just some simple dream or simple vision he sees extreme things and we've seen that about his life it's extreme the things he sees are extreme and in this case he sees four great beasts that are coming up from the sea yeah it's something that um it's uh, quite similar to that which we read in revelation 13 One says that I stood upon the sand of the sea and I saw a beast rise out of the sea. Yeah, So some of these things that we read that Daniel is seeing are quite similar to that which you find in the book of Revelation. So he sees it um, coming out from the sea, four of them. He sees now he's going to start narrating to us the beasts. Yeah, And it's clear that each was different from another. They were not the same. They were different. And he says, the first was like a lion and had the wings of an eagle. I kept looking until its wings were plucked and it was lifted up from the ground, he tells us, and made to stand on two feet like a man and human mind was also given to it. He says the first looked like a lion, the first beast that comes out of the sea is clearly to him in the image of a lion. It looks like a lion. It's described as a lion. And the vision of this chapter 7 is almost like or in line with the vision that he sees in chapter 2, which we looked at earlier. And we must conclude that the lion could be a symbol of ancient Babylon, that which is reigning at that time, which he sees and uh, Jeremiah, the prophet, tries to give us that picture that this is actually Babylon because he says in uh, Jeremiah 50, to 44, he says the king of Babylon has had the report of them. Behold, he shall come up like a lion from the swelling of Jordan unto the habitation of the strong. So he's bringing out clearly here as Jeremiah that this which you read of, uh, this which you see could be Babylon, yeah? So that's which is that being described in this as coming out of the sea, looking like a lion, is the empire of ancient Babylon that he sees. That's the first beast that comes out of the sea. And behold, verse 5 another beast, a second one, resembling a bear, and it was raised up on one side. And three ribs were in its mouth between its teeth. And thus they say to it, Arise, devour, march, meet. The second beast that comes out resembles a bear. But special about it, it is raised up on one side, yeah? And it has three ribs in its mouth, yeah? Between its teeth, yeah? And uh, the second beast that arises described in such a manner uh, when we still review and Go through Daniel 2, which is mostly in line with this. Daniel 7 that we read is the empire that succeeds the ancient Babylon, and this would be the Media Persia Empire. And uh, this symbol of the bear represents this Media Persia Empire. In fact, uh, the Bible describes that under the leadership of Cyrus the Great, that's in Isaiah 44, verse 27 and 45, verse 1, Media Persia. Would overthrow the ancient Babylon, and this happened on the night of the feast of Belshazzar. We looked at that uh, in the last episodes, and uh, it's during that night that Media Pasha comes, they overthrow Belshazzar, who was the grandson of Nebuchadnezzar, as we read. And uh, this bear is raised up on one side because Media Pasha was a dual power, yeah. It was both of them came together, fought together and would reign together. The Median side uh, emerges first, and later the Persian side would emerge and arise and become more powerful than the Median side. Remember, the Median side was led by Darius, and the Persian side was led by Cyrus. So, the three ribs that are talked about, which are in its mouth, are probably Egypt, Lydia, and Babylon. These are the three kingdoms that it conquered as Media-Persia when it was rising to power. And this ancient superpower lasted, as we read through history, from 539 BC to 331 BC, until it's eventually taken over and overcome by Alexander the Great. And we looked at that. We had some episodes where we looked and covered such um, information on history. Yeah, So, that is the second resembling a bear that is talked about here. Verse 6, and this after this, I kept looking, and behold, another one like a leopard which had on its back four wings of a bird. The beast also had four heads, and dominion was given to it. So after the second beast, the third beast comes out, and it's like a leopard. It looks like a leopard, and on its back, it has four wings of a bird. The Beast also had four heads and dominion was given to it. Now, this third beast that emerges with this description that has been given also uh, having uh, parallels or something that is similar to Daniel 2, as we can read and see. And here we can conclude also and say that which comes third. Is the Greco Macedonian Empire that was led by Alexander the Great. Of course, now when they are talking about the four wings, yeah, of course, wings will represent speed and the fact that it's uh fast, yeah, it moves fast. And it could be a symbol of speed in the four directions of the campus, yeah, east, west, north, south. And this is the swiftness with which Alexander the Great conquered because he was swift, quick. At just 23, the man was in the reins. By 32, he was dead. But he had conquered almost the whole world. His empire, never to be matched by anybody else. The hugest empire that has ever been created by this young man. And he used speed and military efficiency. And that could also represent the wings that are being talked about. In a short amount of time, he had conquered the world. And uh, he came defeated. Also, the Median Persian Empire. The four heads um, could symbolize when Alexander the Great is dead, four of his generals come out. And these are representative of these four heads. Uh, They emerged after uh, the battle that happened. Of course, Alexander being dead. And uh, his kingdom was divided into four by these generals. The first of these generals, uh, there was one called Cassander. Cassander was in charge of Greece and Macedonia. Then you had Lysimachus, who was in charge of Asia Minor. Then you had Seleucus, who was in charge of Syria and the eastern territories. These ones we looked at in detail in the history uh, that we took about uh, Israel uh, recently. Then you also had Ptolemy, who was in charge of Egypt and uh, Judeo-Palestine region. So, later we see Seleucus come out and defeat and kill the Nisamakas, and he annexed his kingdom into the Seleucid Syrian Empire. So, that's why uh, mostly when we start to read, you see only three, because one of them eventually uh, overtook the other. But they were four generals that split that empire. And uh, these empires remained... And grew and dominated in that Hellenistic era of Asian history, and uh, until a given time in about 168 BC, when uh, the Roman Empire came and took over from them. So, as per what uh, Daniel is seeing right here in chapter in verse six of chapter seven, is the Greco Macedonian Empire by Alexander the Great that comes out with the four wings representing speed and also the four heads representing the genos that came out of um, him after his death. After this, in verse 7, he says, I kept looking in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrifying and extremely strong, and it had large iron teeth. It devoured and crushed and trampled down the remainder with its feet. It was different from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. While I was contemplating the horns, behold, another horn. A little one came up among them, and three of the first horns were pulled out by the roots before it. And behold, its horn possessed eyes like the eyes of a man and a mouth uttering great boasts. Now he sees a fourth beast. This was greater than the rest they have seen, and I will get to it shortly, and uh, talk about it shortly in detail. But there is a fourth which comes. It's dreadful. It's terrifying. It's extremely strong. When you talk about this fourth beast, you don't bring those that have come before it for it. It is great. Yeah? And uh, what it has that is key, major about it, it has ten horns and among these 10 horns there comes out one horn yeah which is greater than the rest and 3 of these horns are brought down are pulled down and this horn possessed great power this one that came out among them and I will shortly describe that verse 9 he says i kept looking until the thrones were set up and the ancient of days took his seat yeah he goes on With what he sees in that vision, he's talking about thrones that are being set up. He's talking about the ancient of days uh, taking his throne. His vesture was like white snow, and the hairs of his head were pure wool. And his throne was ablaze with flames. Yeah? And he goes on and says, its wheels were a burning fire. A river of fire was flowing, coming out from Before him, yeah, thousands upon thousands were attending to him. This is what this is special, what this man is saying. Revelation chapter 5, verse 11. And behold, I heard a voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts and the elders, and a number of them was ten thousand times, ten thousands, and thousands, and thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power? Of course, now. What he's seeing here is uh, the Lord himself uh, that comes after that uh, fourth beast that he's talking about. Thousands upon thousands were attending, and myriads upon myriads were standing before him. The court sat, and the books were opened. I believe we know when those books will be opened. Revelation chapter 20, verse 11 to 15, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it. This is the one that um uh, is being seen by Daniel at this point from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them i saw the dead small and great stand before god remember we've been told here that the, many will stand before him it's like a court yeah and here it comes and the books were opened and another book was opened which was the book of life and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. So clearly what uh, Daniel is seeing here is the Lord himself. Yeah, is the Lord himself that he's talking about here. Then I kept looking because of the sound of the boastful words which the horn was speaking. I kept looking until the beast was slain and he goes on and says, and the beast was slain and its body was destroyed and given to the burning fire. This is a message that comes out in this vision. Revelation chapter 19 verse 20, they, these two always move together. There's similarity within uh, Daniel 7 and Revelation, the book of Revelation. And Revelation 19, 20 says, And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that did miracles before him, with which he deceived them, that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshiped this image, these both were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. This is the lake of fire that we are talk they are talking about here that Daniel sees. Yeah, after this horn, this postful horn that comes last, as being talked about that we're going to look at briefly, is talked about here. Thrown into that burning fire. As for the rest of the beasts, their dominion was taken away but an extension of life was granted to them for an appointed uh, period of time. I kept looking in the night visions, and behold, the clouds of heaven, one like a son of man was coming, and he came up to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him, and to him was given dominion, glory, and a kingdom that all the peoples, nations, and men of every language might serve him. His dominion was his And everlasting dominion, this one we are told about, which will not pass away, yeah? It will live forever. And his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed, yeah? And uh, we know that this being talked about here is Christ himself. Now, when Daniel sees this, he's distressed and he is seeking for revelation, He's seeking for interpretation of the vision that he has seen. Verse 15. As for me, Daniel, my spirit was distressed within me, and the visions in my mind kept alarming me. I approached one of those who were standing by and began asking him the exact meaning of all this. So he told me and made known to me the interpretation of these things. These great beasts, which are four in number, and the four kings who will arise from the earth. But the saints... Of the highest one will receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever for all ages to come. Verse 19, then I desire to know the exact meaning of the fourth beast. Now, after all, after what he has seen, after what he has learned, he desires to know from this uh, angel about the fourth beast, which was different from all the others, exceedingly dreadful, with its teeth of iron and its claws of bronze, which devoured, crushed, and trampled down the remainder with its feet, and the meaning of the ten horns that were on its head, and the other horn which came up, and before which three of them fell, namely that horn which had eyes and a mouth, uttering great boasts, and which was larger in appearance than its associates. Now, of all that he has seen, Daniel... Wants to know more about these, this great one that has uh, been seen. Yeah, he wants to see more, he wants to know more. He's totally um, confused about it. It. They, there are some things that you see, there's some uh, things you witness in life that happen, but then there are others which stand out of them all. And this is what Daniel wants to know about this. Uh, fourth that he saw clearly when you read through uh, and go through history is the Roman Empire yeah it's what he saw that came out greatly because it succeeds these other kingdoms that come and the Roman Empire was indeed a great Empire at that time uh, that is being spoken of it was a great Empire that comes and takes over yeah it stood beyond all all the rest, it had more authority than all the rest, and uh, it is believed that though now it may appear that they don't have much in the reigns, but still in the circles that are spoken of, even looking through the Catholic Church and all, and the reigns, and the Pope, and the leadership that exists controlling the religious power in the world today, some believe some. Uh, theologians believe that this which is talked about here is the Roman Catholic Church. That's one view that is brought out. But also, given what we have read earlier here, concerning uh, the greatest one, the highest one, the one who will be given the kingdom forever, coming out and crushing and throwing this horn into the lake of fire, it speaks of the Antichrist which is to come, and the fact that the roman empire comes after greece it's probable that in the time to come in the future they will rise again and they will come with 10 leaders 10 leaders will come onto the scene of the world all of the same alliance and one of them shall stand out from this roman empire and become the antichrist that is being spoken of here that will be judged and thrown into the burning fire of course um some also take the replacement principle and say uh that the this which is happening now will represent or they will replace the roman empire and they will be the ones that uh see the end come when christ is coming but it's clear of the peop, the person or that horn that is being spoken of here because that represents authority uh the beasts and the horns will represent authority And that authority shall come and rise up. Ten great nations will form an alliance in the future. And of these, one shall rise among them, and three shall fall. And he will be in charge of their fall, and he will take the reins, and he will want to be worshipped, he will want to be praised, he will want to be uh, the one that is in charge. And after that happens, you see the coming of Christ. So that is the one that is spoken of. Here, and continues in verse 21, says, says, I kept looking, and that horn was wedging war with the saints and overpowering them until the ancient of days came and judgment was passed in favor of the saints of the highest one. And the time arrived when the saints took possession of the kingdom. This we've just talked about, that that horn will come and will cause all trouble to the people. But thus, he said, the fourth beast will be a fourth kingdom on the earth, which will be different from all other kingdoms, and will devour the whole earth and tread it down and crush it. As for the ten horns out of this kingdom, ten kings will arise, and another will arise after them, and he will be different from the previous ones and will subdue three kings. We've just talked about this. He will speak out against the Most High and wear down the saints of the highest one, and he will intend to make alterations in the times and in the law. We're seeing here that when that horn comes, they will try to alter times, try to alter the law. Some, like I say, the theologians have looked at this as the Catholic church and how all these things have been altered, the worship times and uh, the law and how they've uh, replaced worshiping idols, Yeah, uh, which is written in the law that they should not worship other idols. That's a position that uh, is given by some. the theologians, and they will be given into his hand for a time, times and half a time. But the court will sit for judgment and dominion will be taken away, annihilated and destroyed forever. Then the sovereignty, the dominion and the greatness of all the kingdoms under the whole heaven will be given to the people and the saints of the highest one. And his kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom and all the dominions will obey and serve him After all that has happened, this promise that the saints shall uh, receive that which is God. Of course, Daniel is troubled by the vision of this beast. All this little horn specifically that comes and he inquires about it. And the angel explains uh, the ten horns, the ten kings. A horn in the Bible is a symbol of strength. It's a symbol of authority, yeah? When you check Psalms 89, 29, you'll see that. The little boastful horn with a human mouth and eyes is representing a specific king, yeah? And this king will rise in power. And when it, it rises in power, three of the original kings will fall, those that make the ten a king alliance or leaders' alliance. And this little horn has been brought out specifically and we are told will speak against the Most High God will be against Almighty God and will also oppress the holy people of Israel. Of course he will seek to change times and laws that we've seen. He will exert oppressive power over the people of God for three and a half years. This clearly is referenced also in the time that will come in Revelation. The fourth beast that Daniel sees we have seen and it's clear to us is the Roman Empire. Is the kingdom that comes after Greece. The little horn is a world leader and he's noted for being blasphemous. He's noted that he has power. He has a high scope of power. Is in authority. And uh, he is ruling until all the time of judgment comes. He's identified as the Antichrist, the ruler who will come. And he will rule for three and a half years this time is the same when you read Revelation eleven two, 2 Revelation 12-14, and Revelation 13-5 of the rule of the Antichrist who is to come. This little horn, this little leader, or this world leader, great, that comes out among these ten is from the fourth beast. And we shall see a probable revival of the old Roman Empire, from which this little horn shall come from. And whatever it takes, it's a coalition of ten world leaders. And uh, this Antichrist, for him, he will be greater than all of them. He will be a tyrant. He will seek to control everything, all aspects of life, as you see even in Revelation 13, 16 to 17. He will demand to be worshipped. He will demand that I am the one you should worship. Don't worship God, because he will be Against the Most High God, this little horn of Daniel seven is the same beast that is being spoken of in Revelation chapter thirteen. This beast in Revelation, remember, also has ten horns. Yeah, and the little horn that Daniel sees in this fourth beast is given a mouth, just like the one of uh, Revelation that utters proud words, utters blasphemy. It blasphemes God and it slanders. His name, as in Revelation 13, 5 to 6. So, in summary, this little horn that Daniel sees is the Antichrist. It will be a world leader who will rise to power. And he uh, will have a league of 10 uh, kings with him. And he will blaspheme God. He will persecute God's people during the tribulation. He will uh, be there until the second coming of the Lord jesus and at the time when jesus comes back the authority of this antichrist will be taken away the power will be taken away and he will be destroyed completely as we have read and jesus will establish his millennial kingdom the reign of the antichrist is limited it will just like last three and a half years and it will be no more. even as it's written in revelation chapter 13 uh, verse 5 this little horn of course cannot overcome god It will lose the war against God. His blasphemy, his violence will be just temporary because the reign of Christ will be eternal, as we have read. When he comes back, and friends, he is coming back. And when we read and when we see, when we watch the news, all these events that we see coming to pass, the timely events we see of that which is going to come, and it will unfold. And when it is all done, Christ will come and he'll gather you. He'll create an everlasting kingdom. He'll gather those, all his children, to himself. And there will be no more sorrow. There will be no more pain. Verse 28, as we conclude at this point, the revelation ended. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts were greatly alarming me and my face grew pale, but I kept the matter. to Myself, what Daniel has seen is not easy to see, but Daniel has witnessed in vision is not easy to witness. But then hey, that is what God is speaking to him and indeed it will come to pass. I will pray, Father, we thank you for your word. I will thank you for your revelation. Speak to us and help us stand for you that on the day, that day when you come, we are ready to receive you our Lord. We exhort you, give you glory and honor. In Jesus mighty name we pray. Amen.